When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Cheers and Tustel here with Johnny Venerable. Johnny, welcome back to the desert. Are you thawed out yet? I am, yeah. I got off my plane at about 10.45 this morning here on a Monday, and I kissed the ground because I was so thankful to not be in Chicago in the Midwest anymore. Uh, I tweeted this out. I'm back in shorts, which means that all is right in the world and i've become very soft i let i let twitter know that on sunday when i got a lot of grief or saturday when i landed i'm like hey it's really cold here and they're like no dipshit it's cold all the time and we've had warm weather and i'm like all right everybody be nice to me okay i enjoyed my time in chicago though Johnny, I promise you that I'm bringing this up as a friend because I don't want you, you to are. do an entire show like this, but you've got this piece of hair that's sticking. I know I'm sky, trying to, man. I've got my airport hair. I got, I took a shower before we, before we recorded. <laughs> I told my wife, I have to get cleaned up. Okay. Maybe it'll just sit here and it won't move. There you go. You got um, it. You got it. <laughs> it's going to come creeping back. Uh, but I, I showered and I said, I got to record with Cheerson at two. I'm excited to talk about the Cardinals. My wife's like, you're a little smelly. Go get in the shower. So <laughs> thankfully we're in our, our remote setting. So you don't have to deal with me in person. But Post airport <sighs> showers are an absolute must. Every mm. time I fly, I like the first thing I have to do is go like straight to the shower, like airports, airplanes, uh, like, ugh. anyway. Yeah, it was it was a great, a great experience. Great trip. Cardinals took care of business, which we'll, we'll talk about. But, you know, I, I uh, the slight flex, love that. It's not a slight flex. It's the ultimate flex with the you Emmy know, behind her. I, I've had the Emmy up the whole time. Every time we do a remote show, it's not going anywhere. There you Espo go. with the love the slight flex with the Emmy, Cheerson. It's, it's there to stay. <laughs> it's where it belongs. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Well, you got to see it in person. We talked about it yesterday. But what was the most impressive thing to you about yesterday's win over the Bears? Uh, I think when I entered, I got there super early to the stadium so I could creep on the sideline because I didn't have a sideline pass to begin the game. We had post-game access, but I did not have a pass. So I went there and I got there before nine o'clock and it kicked off noon central time. And so I just kind of creeped, where's mine? Shut up, Greg. I just kind of creeped onto the sideline. Johnny, we'll get you an Emmy. We'll get for PHNX Cardinals podcast. We'll win an Emmy. Can I, can we just, this is, this is my Emmy right here. JJ. Uh, I went on the sideline, befriended the security guard. And so I hung out on the sideline for three hours before the game. And the biggest takeaway from, yeah, just, just to experience it right before I wandered off to the press box. And then I did my remote hit for our PHNX tailgate show. And I think the most impressive thing was, I was trying to move around. I was really cold. I went out the night before. I got additional layers. I got some gloves, right? I bought a scarf. 
And that still did not help me. And then I saw like people like Max Garcia, like sleeveless. Many Cardinals, including non-offensive or defensive linemen, went sleeveless yesterday. So number one, that was really impressive. I just think in all seriousness, when the game started, the fact that the defense forced two consecutive turnovers on the first two possessions for Chicago and then the Cardinals offense, that wasn't perfect. But for the first time in nearly, what, 40-plus days without their franchise quarterback, him to be inserted in inclement weather that really he's probably never faced at any level, I'm guessing, certainly not at the pro level, that being Kyler Murray, and to just go down the field and score two consecutive touchdowns. And to really, like, at that point it was 14-0, and I know the Bears kind of made a game of it, but it was never as close as really the score indicated when it was like 14-7 to or in the second half. So I, I think it was just the Cardinals came out and said, we're a much better team. We don't care about this weather. It's not going to affect us. You know, I, and I was talking to some some locals and, and basically said, you know, this is a good litmus test for the Cardinals because, Cheerson, we've, we've discussed it in depth. That loss to Green Bay at State Farm Stadium, that might result in them going to Lambeau Field in January. And I, I think Lambeau conditions could be even worse than, than yesterday, certainly temperature-wise. And so to see them come out and play that well, given given the climate, given the fact that their bye week struggles were a real thing in years prior, and then the fact that they're implementing Hopkins and Murray again, that was super impressive to me. Yeah, I think just the turnovers in general and just the way that they played complementary football, which they've done all year long, that's mm-hmm. just something that they've really capitalized on. They had 23 points off of four turnovers. And just the the performance that the defense had as a whole, uh, four different players, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, all getting uh, an interception. It was one of their better defensive performances in my opinion. And, you know, you talk about, you know, anytime there's a bad weather game, I mean, there's two things that you're probably going to see uh, a lot of running the football and a key to the game is always going to be taking care of the football, right? So mm-hmm. whoever wins the turnover battle, basically in any bad weather game, I feel like is the team that's going to come out on top and the Cardinals got it done. And it was, it was fun Despite the weather, um, the way that they were able to do it, um, obviously you have to give credit to Kyler and what he was able to do for total touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. And aside from maybe the <laughs> aside from maybe the first play of the game where the ball just kind of slipped out of his hands, which yeah, hey, it's the weather, uh, he didn't really skip a beat. And you know, immediately a couple plays later, threw a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, and it was like, oh, ah. Oh. Thank All God, it's right so good to have him back. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And I thought that was maybe a sign of things to come when he fumbled the snap. Uh, if you would have told me before the game there'd be four turnovers and the Cardinals wouldn't have any, I, I would have thought you were crazy because they're the road team, right? And then you start to think about, okay, well, Ch- James Conner played his entire career in inclement weather in Pittsburgh and at the University of Pittsburgh, right? A.J. Green played his career in Cincinnati, which is not exactly Los Angeles, right? Zach Ertz it, it, it played uh, the large majority, all of his pro career in, in Northeast, in the Northeast part of the country in Philadelphia. So, like, they had this, like, kind of predated notion that the Cardinals are, are soft because they're a West Coast team. Like, really, like, outside of Kyler, and, and Kyler can play in the elements. Clearly, he's shown that, and he's not just prone to playing inside a dome. He's not a dome quarterback in the sense he can't win outside. 
I, I think that's a tired adage right now. And well, it's fa- it's fair to to like question it because they yeah. don't have a lot of opportunities to play in those types of games. So it's definitely fair to say, oh, it could cause problems, and it could cause problems for any team. But it's definitely fair to you know put that out as a potential obstacle. But in terms of just going ahead and labeling that the Cardinals, you know, a bad uh, bad weather team, that's that's a different story. Well, we talked about it yesterday on the postgame show. The fact that Murray and Hopkins were out for three weeks and this became kind of James Conner's offense gives them a whole different dimension and facet to lean on in December and January football where you're going to have to win games like this. And I think that's a, that's a great place for the Cardinals to be because I think if you look back at Kingsbury's prior two seasons, especially last year, they were a finesse offense and they didn't play well in the colder months. They didn't play well, you know, at New England. They got kicked around by a couple division rivals late. They have to evolve offensively and have different facets and dimensions to their game to be able to have success late in the year. You have to evolve. And that team from last year in 2020 would have tried to throw the ball 40, 45 times yesterday. They would have given up on the run early. That's not who Kingsbury's offense is anymore. And I, I think it's funny, you know, I heard um, a national reporter kind of bringing this up to, to Cliff earlier in the day about how he's evolved from the air raid. And I think he kind of scoffed at that notion because they haven't been the air raid since he got here and he's gotten better and better and better. I mean, his play calling yesterday, especially on that drive where James Conner had that one handed touchdown catch and run. I mean, the, the bears could not stop it. And I, I really do believe that exiting halftime, the Cardinals were just kind of ready to be done with, with Chicago. And so that Chicago was kind of a, a allowed to hang around but you watched the large majority of that game the Cardinals dominated in all three phases and if that game had been played any other place with any other weather conditions Cardinals would have won by 30 points well Cliff might have scoffed at the air raid notion but he did mention that you know Kyler only had 15 passes in that entire game and kind of joked that the last time he saw that was like a flag football game or something like that. And that they definitely, you know, want to throw the ball more than they did. And, you know, he kind of took the blame for that, but I would say like it, the weather was the one that probably dictated that more so than anything. Um, yeah. But 11 of 15, like that's interesting. I, I don't know if Kyler's ever been a part of a game uh, where he's only thrown 15 passes, but yeah. He, and he ran way more than I thought they'd have him run yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there were designed the, run plays for yeah. Kyler. And then the two rushing touchdowns, one of which I think was the, the scramble touchdown, the longer one. But he he looked the part yesterday as frustrating as we all were. And I put this on my article, gophnx.com last night, that we wanted Kyler to come back. We wanted to see him play again. The plan worked all along because he, he was 100% yesterday, and he was back to that weeks one through four, five, six, Kyler Murray. And that's what you're going to need if you want to compete and inevitably win a Super Bowl. Kyler Murray has to be dynamic with his legs and his arm. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice to sit back and say, yeah, he prefers to be a pocket passer, but if push comes to shove, you take away his throwing lanes because of weather, he can still beat you on the ground. And, man, a couple of those runs, he just looks – just a step faster than everybody else on the defensive side. And that's how you know he's right. Well, everybody in the chat, feel free to tell us what impressed you guys the most about Sunday's win in Chicago as we go to our pod poll on Twitter. Ooh, pod so poll. I asked what impressed you the most from yesterday's win over the Bears. And the options were Kyler Murray's return, 
James Conner, who got his 14th touchdown of the season, which is a career high for him. I just cannot say enough good things about James Conner. Uh, the defense is for interceptions or their overall play despite the weather conditions. And 51% say the defense is for interceptions. 21% say Kyler Murray's return. 16% say their overall play despite the weather. And then 10% say James Conner. So most people most impressed with what the defense was able to do. I don't know the last time they've had four interceptions. I should have looked that up. How, how the last time they've had four interceptions in a single game. That's a, that's a really good question. I know it wasn't last year uh, because my article last night kind of alluded to the fact that they've kind of been uh, non-takeaway prone in, in recent years, certainly in the Vance Joseph era. I think that that's why this is such, it's, it's a revelation. It's not an anomaly. It's just kind of their identity defensively this year. Uh, and I know that we'll, we'll talk about it a little later in the show and the run defense as opposed to the takeaway kind of bend but don't break football that they're playing right now. But goodness, I'm, I'm trying to think back on like when they played some some really poor quarterbacks like Danny Dimes and some other turnover prone quarterbacks. The problem with with securing a lot is that they've had to play pretty good quarterbacks in their own division. Jared Goff, uh, when he was with the LA Rams, used to tear the Cardinals apart. Russell Wilson, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo had that historic season and. 2019 so it's it's probably been a a good long while when you think about so these are four interceptions so not just like four turnovers when you think about like there has to be some not to take anything away from them but there's like some element of like just being in the right spot at the right time and a little bit Mm -hmm. of it like like just falling your way I suppose to be able to get four interceptions and because they teach and I think I mentioned this um at, at some point earlier on that they teach uh, CPR, which is I think like club punch rip rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but that's more so like, you know, trying to force a fumble rather yeah. than getting an interception. And so I would get it if they were just like punching the ball out, it's slippery, but like they were in position to uh, intercept the ball four times, which is, is really impressive to me. Well, the secondary is is borderline elite. Um, we knew the safeties would be good this year. It was all pertaining to Mac Allen though with that one hander. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was that was pretty crazy. Um, you know, right place, right time. But I think a lot of it is isn't it kind of like low key hilarious that the Bears paid Andy Dalton ten million dollars for that, and they thought all along they were gonna they were gonna play Andy Dalton all year. That was the plan. They were gonna sit Justin Fields. They were gonna redshirt him like like Patrick Mahomes, uh, and like Trey Lance in San Francisco. And they knew full well, like his limitations. And this was part of the package was with Andy. It's like he is not equipped with his hand size, with his arm strength or lack thereof to play in the cold. And then you look at Kyler and it's like he, he did just fine, right? No errant throws by all counts. He had that one ball kind of on third down in the third quarter where it was kind of skipped. But by and large, he was incredibly accurate yesterday. Yeah, and poor Andy Dalton. You know, Chandler Jones didn't have a, a big game on the box score but, man, he, he did a hell of a job against the run. He batted down a couple throws. He had that one tipped ball that went right into the hands of Byron Murphy. That was a Chandler Jones batted ball. So I think they they have transformed into a unit that expects to take the ball away. And I, I know I've, I've used this comparison before because I grew up in Illinois, and it's, it's kind of poetic that they played the Bears yesterday. They remind me a lot of the defense for the Chicago Bears when they had, you know, Pat uh, – 
Peanut Tillman and, and those Brian Urlacher mm-hmm. and those guys that used to yeah. live off of turnovers. And their offense was their best offense was their defense scoring touchdowns. And the Cardinals didn't get to that point yesterday. But we go into games now covering this team this year, expecting them to force one to three turnovers every game. And when they don't, like against the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's that much more alarming. But no, it just the the jump specifically that the secondary has taken this year is mind-boggling. It's not something I expected. And you have to give serious consideration for for Pro Bowl bursts for all three of those DBs that secured interceptions yesterday. Just phenomenal. Yeah, so on the road specifically, the Cardinals have had 19 turnovers, and that leads the NFL. So that's just on the road. And they have 23 total, so they only have five at home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Pretty wild. Um, Saul getting in on the chat saying, Cheerston looks like Johnny in Chicago. How cold is your house, Cheerston? Well, you know what? My boyfriend came to pick up Newman so that I could do the show in peace. And he walks in to my apartment and he was like, is that, is that your, is that, those are house clothes? What are you doing? Is it like, why are you wearing so many clothes? I'm like, can everybody just leave me alone? I just want to dress like it's winter time. Okay. So you have, a, you have multiple layers. You have a sweatshirt. A, ja- a legitimate jacket. That's not like a pullover, like a legitimate no, it's coat. A, it's a light jacket. Fine, I'll wear the hoodie. It's a light jacket. And, and what I have coined as a stocking cap, not a beanie, um, for midday. A stocking cap is 70. like what Santa Claus wears. Like Santa Claus doesn't wear a beanie. He wears a stocking cap. I wear a beanie, yeah, okay. not a stocking cap. <laughs> you are not Santa. Got it. <laughs> Huh, everybody leave me alone. Is this appropriate? Can I wear a beanie well, and a sweatshirt? I've I don't know what you're gonna do if it's sub temperatures this this January, if we gotta cover some postseason football, <laughs> not in Arizona. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we get to watch and cover the games here because it's fantastic here. Yeah. But God forbid we have to travel and it's cold out. Uh there's a thing called electric hand warmers, and I'll definitely mm. have a few of those on me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I know the Bird Gang Travel Club, they were they were passing out uh, hand warmers on a, on a fixed price a little bit. I think they were char- overcharging for some of those. <laughs> That's smart. They, bought, a, smart they bought out, I think, a local drugstore and were overcharging people. <laughs> you got to make money. We, lo- we, right, we well, love Tyler. Well, let's take a moment to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score in a football game can win $100 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. But as always, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it is 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. All right. Well, the Cardinals happen to be our favorite road warriors. <laughs> I had on the road. Arnold, our graphics guy, did a phenomenal job with this. Uh, everybody in the bus, we're going on the road. That's a that must be a large ass bus. If you can get <laughs> Watt in a middle seat, and then poor Kyler's on the roof, strapped to the roof, and then of course Hopkins <laughs> managed, managed to get a seat up front. I could just dissect that graphic all show. 
Uh, anyway, the Cardinals undefeated 7-0 and on the road, which I believe ties a franchise record. Seven road wins, I believe, uh, ties the franchise record. And the Cardinals are the second team since the merger to win seven straight road games by 10 or more points in a single season. So okay. they're not only doing it, but they're doing it in convincing fashion. The only other team to do so was the 1984 49ers who won the Super Bowl that year. Mm. What do you think, Johnny? Is this a sign of success to come? I think the Cardinals are a Super Bowl contender, uh, certainly, uh, and I expect them to wrap up a division rather soon. So I'll I'll pose a question to you, Cheerson. So I believe the last time they were 7-0 and on the road or had won seven games on the road in a season was 2015 when they went 13 and three, do you know the team that they lost to that year on the road? No, they lost at Pittsburgh in week. I want to say it was week six. Michael Vick was the quarterback of the Steelers. Ah. Then he got knocked out. Mason Rudolph came in and beat them. It was like a muddy slide. It was kind of like yesterday, but more mud, less rain. And they were four and two. And then they rattled off. I want to say, nine straight victories and then punted on their last game of the season. So they finished 13 and three that year. I think that's it. People can let me know if that's right, but yeah. Seven yeah, there's, one. There's one thing about me is I honestly, like I'm not even sure how I, how I do what I do because my memory is one of the worst you'll get. It mm. really is. That's like, okay. Like anyone, anyone who's like, yeah, but you know, I remember that game back in 1992 and I'm like, I don't remember last week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's me. No, they, they, their road success can't be explained. I asked Cliff yesterday in the press conference. I'm like, what it like, do you, do you guys like talk about the significance of what you're doing on the road? And he's like, I don't, I can't explain it. I just know we suck at home. He didn't say that, but he to, to, to better words chosen, but we're, we need to figure out what we're doing on the road and apply that at home. But I think you just solved that Cheerson. They're taking the ball away on the road and they're not taking the ball away at home. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So the defense overall uh, played well, and I'm trying to find this tweet. There we go. Defense played overall well, but Lots of fans still concerned about their run defense. So Chicago had 112 yards rushing um, and uh, a rushing touch touchdown. So yeah, you know it's been a it's been something that we've all been talking about all season long. Um, Brenson Buckner, the Cardinals oh, defensive line great. coach, though, is a little tired of hearing about it. So he responded to a tweet. Uh, was basically talking about how many rushing yards uh, Montgomery had on Sunday, and yeah. Buckner responded. 10 and two and y'all worried about the run. We were top five last year in run defense and finished last in the division dot, 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 all caps. How soon do we forget? <laughs> it's great too. Cause he did that to a team reporter. That wasn't to like Joe blow, Johnny venerable PHNX Cardinals podcast. <laughs> he did that to a team reporter because apparently they're hearing about it uh, publicly. Now, I, I would guess, Cheerson, that Brenson is a little peeved by that because he, of course, coaches defensive line 
is that a direct reflection of the defensive line? Who knows? But if somebody's kind of knocking indirectly my unit, I, I might take to Twitter as well. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. You know, some things you're not going to have, like, you're not going to hold a team to, like, zero yards. Okay, so they're going to come from somewhere. And it's sort of the bend don't break mentality. You knew that they were going to run the ball. They had a little bit of success with it. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals had control of the game the entire time. So Mm -hmm. it's not like the run defense was hurting them by any means. Mm -hmm. And if it's bend don't break, you still get a win. It's, it's not like I, I understand that there could be some concerns moving forward, but I still don't feel like it's a, glaring issue and like Buckner said if they wouldn't be 10 and 2 if their run defense was atrocious it's not yeah it could be better but um I I don't feel like it's something that's that big of an issue it is their only weakness right now on this team outside of maybe maybe interior uh offensive line play from a pass protecting standpoint but when you get Justin Pugh back I think they'll be fine it's, it's the one flaw right now on this roster. And I, I get asked, I'm sure you do as well, Cheerson, like, how do you fix this? What's the remedy? I get this a lot. Who can we sign? No one's coming in. This is the yeah. team, guys. They're not, they can't, the trading deadline's passed, right? They use their picks to go get Zach Ertz, who's been fantastic. This is the this is the roster. And a couple different things. I, 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 I'm probably oversimplifying it, but this is kind of my assessment of why it is how it is this year. So you've got undersized inside linebackers. Simmons, Isaiah Simmons has been fantastic this year. And what they're asking him to do, he's a phenomenal coverage linebacker. And if he you're had giving a, me he the had choice, a great play, real quick, talking about Isaiah yeah. Simmons. I think Andy had escaped a defender and mm-hmm. Simmons was up near the line of scrimmage saw that Andy had escaped and immediately dropped back. And I forget who the receiver was, but Andy made a great play, you know, escaped through yeah. downfield, and Isaiah Simmons dropped back and immediately made the tackle. And I think yeah. they went on to score anyway later on in that drive. I think it was Jimmy Graham who capped it off with the touchdown. But yeah. had had Isaiah Simmons not dropped back and been there, that that could have been a touchdown right then and there. He had a lot of really great plays. I feel like people were tweeting at me that Howie Long on the on the halftime show was talking about how how good Simmons looked and he he plays at a different speed and that's his game right and maybe he'll he'll improve his run defense over his NFL career he's only goodness in his second year first time fully as a starter but he and Jordan Hicks are undersized they are not I mean Devondre Campbell's having a nice year in Green Bay he was kind of their their three down thumping inside linebacker that really helped most against the run. They've pivoted away from that, and they've said, we're going to be an elite coverage unit that can also rush the passer. And so right now, number 25, Zayvon Collins, he's not playing. They were running a, th- a lot of three-man inside linebacker sets during the, the preseason. They've gone away from that. And unfortunately for Zayvon, he just doesn't play. And when he played yesterday, and you can tell the lack of reps is hurting him, because in my opinion, for that, for that position, you have to play to be able to, to oh, get it's your the lack of reps. It's yes. not his he gave up, to play he gave right now. Okay. Touch, he gave up two touchdowns. Poor guy. They targeted him right away. Um, just Zayvon Collins. I've come to grips with it. 
we'll see brother we'll see you in 2022 this is just not this is not your year to come in on a team that's contending and try to learn on the fly and that's what Vance Joseph is saying and as long as Jordan Hicks and Vance Joseph are together on this team they will ride or die together so I, I just I don't have anything to say about that other than Jordan had a nice game yesterday so we'll leave that there so number one they have undersized inside backers number two I I think the defensive line is better than it has been in years prior. You would obviously love to have J.J. Watt as a part of it right now. And I think their de- their run defense was improving when J.J. was peak J.J. in like Cleveland and in Houston before he got hurt. They do not have an alpha disrupting Pro Bowl level defensive lineman, five technique or three technique. That's either a D-end or a D-tackle on the roster. They just don't. I like Zach Allen. I think he's a great number two. Jordan Phillips, been a disappointment. Rashad Lawrence is hurt. Like he folds, who's an average player. Corey Peters is older. They are missing a Geno Atkins, Darnell Dockett, Clayus Campbell, Aaron Donald. They need a Pro Bowl level defensive lineman. They don't have it. I mean, I think that's another thing that, I mean, there's so many factors that's probably motivating JJ to want to return this season. Yeah. I mean, He's not getting any younger. I know that he's a competitor. He wants to be out there. The Cardinals have a legitimate chance to make a deep run, if not make the Super Bowl this year. But I think Mm -hmm. he recognizes that he could be a missing piece to to this defense and elevate them from being a great defense, but having a weakness still to being there. There's nothing we can pick apart with this defense. And it kind of depends on, on if he does make a return, you know, is it gonna? Is he not? Is he gonna be the same player? Is he not? But I think he probably recognizes that he could seriously make a difference. If we go back, Justin, I'd be interested to see and watch that Cleveland game, even without Chandler Jones. Their run defense against Kareem Hunt—they looked really good, and I think they were starting to trend upward. And then he gets hurt, and it is is essentially out for a large portion of the season, if not all the season, before Green Bay. And then the Packers turn around and they ran it at the Cardinals all game long. And I think that 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 was deflating. Um, J.J. Watt was supposed to be that missing piece on the defensive line. I still think he can be. 75, 80% of Watt is still better, I think, than what you have on most Sundays. And the good news about your defensive line is you can rotate guys in and out. You can you can, you can can play the snap game. But I, those would be my two biggest things is Vance knows what he has and what he what he doesn't have. He's got an elite coverage unit. His back seven covering the pass is fantastic. So he's got to supplement some things up front. I would think as a whole, like I kind of feel going back to that Brenton Buckner tweet, I kind of feel like if I was on the defensive side of the ball, I'd be like, what more do you freaking want from us? Like, yeah, internally, like internally we'll pick apart like what we need to do better. Right. But y'all need to be grateful for what we're doing, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm grateful, very much so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, the next time the Cardinals play, we're going to be out at Westgate for our block Ooh. party. Monday, December 13th from 3 to 6 p.m. Teaming up with Bird Gang Travel Club and the Lola. We have all you can eat, all you can drink, a DJ. Uh, giveaways. You can hang out with us. We are so stoked for this. And then on top of it, I believe we were trying to figure out just to nail it down. And we're pretty confident in saying this, that the Cardinals win on Monday, then they will officially clinch a spot in the playoffs. So 
a week 14 playoff berth is would be exciting. I think the expectations for this team is, you know, well beyond just making the playoffs, but considering what happened last year to be able to just lock that up would be very exciting. So this is, this is just a big game. They win next week. Not only are they in the playoffs, the division, in my opinion, is all but in the Cardinals grasp because they'd be five and zero in the division and the Rams will have lost at least three games. I'd have to double check, but I think that a win next week against the Rams, thats you've locked up the NFC West. I believe at that point you only have to win one more game. The Rams would have to win all of their games. The Cardinals would own the tiebreaker. It would just A win next week would do so many things. But again, we talk about it like I know definitively like the way they're looking at this is they've talked about it one game at a time, one week at a time. But, I mean, it's crazy to look up. There's five weeks left in the regular season. And they have the number one seed in the NFC. Now, a lot can change, but there, there is no game left on the schedule where, the, where they will be an underdog. They will be favored, whether it's this week, three-point favorites against the Rams, which that number seems low to me. Dallas, week 17, a, a game Cheerson and I are going to go to. They, they're going to be favored to, to go win, uh, undefeated the rest of the season, which means they would have the number one seed. Are you ready to get into some shenanigans in Dallas? I think there's like a six flags nearby. Maybe if we oh, like have some free time. Here. <laughs> Let's go on some roller coasters, Johnny. Um, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do get some churros, maybe. <laughs> Look up like, what did you do in Dallas Let's with Jason all weekend? We went to Six Flags and screwed around the day before Cardinals played the Hashtag Cowboys. Content. <laughs> Well, whatever you, whatever the people want, maybe we'll put a pod poll out there and we'll give them some options of what they want to see on like the Insta story and that kind of thing. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll let the people decide. Well, real quick, going back to this block party, get your tickets right now on birdkingtravel.com uh, because right now they're only $55. Ooh. They're going to jump up to 75, I believe day of. So if you get them ahead of time yeah. uh, and before they sell out like 55 bucks for all you can eat, all you can drink, like you're not going to find that anywhere else. And it's a, like, I still can't believe that like, like that's the actual deal. I feel like the tickets should be much more. So they're only 55 bucks. Burgangtravel.com. Uh, get your tickets for that. We're so excited. We'll be plugging it um, plenty more throughout the week. Uh, but going back to our previous conversation about, um, about the game in general and locking up that playoff berth, I did ask mm-hmm. Cliff this afternoon, you know, would it, you know, how special would it be to just be able to just lock that up and, and, uh, you know, kind of check that off. And his, he said, basically dodge the question, like all we're focused on right now is getting a win at home because we haven't been good at home and they have the potential to go. Oh, and three, right. In the last three games. Carolina, Green Bay, and then if they lose this week, yeah, 0-3 yeah. in their last three home games uh, in which they will have been favored in every, every game. So um, that's like another thing that's riding on this game where they want to get past this not playing well at home. I think I remember like people tweeting at us after the after the Carolina game saying like, 
this was the only game I got to go to all year long. Uh, and like, this is the bastards. game that I get to see. Yeah. Like fans were not happy about that, that was, performance. And really, if you went to the the last two games, you weren't happy about what happened at State Farm mm-hmm. Stadium. And so not only is it a division win, they have the chance to, you know, clinch a spot in the playoffs, but they want to get that monkey off their back and, uh, you know, get a win for their fans out at State Farm Stadium. They're a better team than the Rams, just like I think they're a better team certainly than the Panthers, and I think they're right there with the Packers when both teams are at full strength and it's a coin flip, just like it was a coin flip when the Packers came to State Farm Stadium. Uh, I expect them to play incredibly well, given the fact that Cliff, you could tell it was eating at him. He wants to unleash the, the vertical passing game now that Murray's back. I think that and we'll go into our game preview as we progress throughout the week. I think this is a game where Kyler Murray's going to let it rip. I think the pass protection with Justin Pugh potentially returning at left guard. You've got Hudson and Pugh now with Max Garcia, which is a better offensive line interior that they've had since the last time they played to kind of neutralize Aaron Donald. To me, you you have this Rams team right where you want them. Matthew Stafford does not play well on national TV. He does not play well against against teams that he is not favored against. So it's it's lining up for, I mean, for the Cardinals to me in this position, I think certainly shocks everybody, shocks us here locally. But to have this kind of success, and I think it shows us every year, like, are you a true contender? Well, first, you better win your division. You better dominate your division. And if you do that, then sure, let's have that conversation. Cardinals 5-0 and if they win this game in the division with a kind of a will they or won't they start players a week 18 game against Seattle that suddenly means nothing to them. It, I Who would have thought before the year? I know. It's exciting. Lots of exciting things to come. All right. So Phoenix Suns 22 brings up a good point. Is Cliff Kingsbury on the injury report? We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, let me tell you again about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you download it now, use the promo code PHNX when you sign up and bet $1 on any team to score in a football game. You're going to win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. Again, using that promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Okay, so the story about Cliff, and I don't know if you caught on to this because you were not watching the broadcast, Johnny, um, so you would have had to see it on Twitter since you were at the game. But after they got, uh, I believe it was, I can see his face, and it was the roughing the, the kicker call. Uh, Gardak, yeah, on Gardak. Dennis Gardak. So Gardak yeah. um, had the, the roughing the kicker penalty. Cliff was so ticked off that he, I guess, story goes, and I think it was Paul Calvisi that I, I heard tell the story. Story goes that he was just, he turned around in frustration and ran right into Lecky Fotu's shoulder pad and it busted his lip. And so on the sideline or on the broadcast, they were doing cutaways of him kind of like spitting out blood and like patting it with like a towel and stuff. But it was affecting him like the whole fourth quarter as he was like trying to call plays and stuff like that. So he was injured yesterday and uh, prayers (laughs) Prayers up to Cliff. Cliff's a face man. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. He joked, you know, today that it had been a long time since he had gotten, he was like in shock that it, that it had like happened because uh, it's been a long time since he had, you know, gotten an injury, uh, you know, in his face. So yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. So he seems to be doing okay. He was talking fine today. Didn't seem like he had a fat lip or anything. So he, yeah. you know, his face is good, guys. His face is good. Oh, good. That's super <laughs> important uh, for our, for our brand. Is Cliff Cliff looks the part, especially for Frank's brand, as he's 
potentially getting some ink tomorrow, which I'm sure we'll talk about here before the end of the show. But no, I had not seen that report. Now that you mention it, though, in the postgame presser, I could tell he looked a little bit different, um, but I couldn't tell fully what that was. And they don't let me get too close to Cliff. They kind of keep me, you know, a little bit backwards. I'm only allowed so many questions to ask while the big boy media does their job. But no, I'm glad Cliff's I'm glad Cliff's doing fine. Or like uh, that guy in the back with like this piece of hair sticking up. Yeah, don't he? Don't let him get you. Where close. are you from? Who are you with? I tried to <laughs> I tried to follow Josh Weinfuss and Ken and Ken Summers to the to the press box, and they're just like shooing me away. They're like, no, hurry up, shut this door. No, they didn't do that. Look at this shit. I can't. I put product in my hair, and then I had a a, st- a stocking cap on this morning. That looks a little bit better. Um, when I left my hotel room at five fifteen, um, but it's just it's okay, it's just Johnny. Not it's, right. it's not happening today. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, so that was one of the interesting, like, side storylines of the game. Another one, um, you mentioned yesterday was Buddha Baker, uh, getting to hop on, uh, Bidwell's private jet because it had yeah. Wi-Fi, and his girlfriend is expecting like any moment now uh cliff was asked asked if there was any update and he said he has not gotten one so as far as we know uh buddha's not officially a dad yet but that was another funny storyline from yesterday so i'm gonna need that with all due respect to buddha and his family i'm gonna need that baby to be born in the next six days uh before next monday uh for obvious reasons uh i i joke i kid i i hope everything's going well i know what that's like uh, to be kind of on the clock and, and waiting for the to be induced or, you know, just to kind of be waiting on the clock with that. Because as a dad or as a potential dad, um, you're just chomping at the bit that everybody's happy and healthy and they know what they're having. They're having a baby girl. And we got uh, great doctors here in the state of Arizona. I'm sure where they live, Scottsdale or Paradise Valley, they're, they're well taken care of. So, uh, yeah, prayers out to the Baker regime, the Baker family. Hopefully everything goes smoothly this week. So one more storyline that was addressed today. So we mentioned Zach Allen's awesome one-handed interception. He joked it was like the ultimate troll today. Um, Apparently had an interception in high school and then like dunked it over the goalpost, which I tweeted out the video. I found the video and tweeted it out, which is, it's it's worth watching if you want to find it. But um so that video was tweeted and Jimmy Graham, like way back when, retweeted it. Oh, and nice. so he made a joke that, although I, I, actually, I don't know if he was joking. He was, I think he was actually serious that he went to try and find Jimmy Graham after the game yesterday to see if he approved of this interception and, and what was to his, his celebration. And, and I felt like that was, that was the ultimate troll. Jimmy Graham's corpse somehow caught a touchdown pass yesterday. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Cheerson, I did not think he was still in the league. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of that going on yesterday with some of the Bears players. But Zach Allen, to me, every time I put this in my article, go phnx.com, every time I see him on the sideline, he's talking to 99. He's talking to J.J. Watt. They're yeah. together all the time. Whether you buy into that notion that guys lean on each other, pick their brain, they can become better. Like I think that's a real thing. And I think no one player has benefited more from Watt's presence on the roster than than Zach Allen. Zach Allen was kind of an anomaly the first two years of his career. Couldn't stay healthy. This year, I think he missed maybe a little bit of time, but by and large, 
He's been a, a really nice player for them. He's not a, he's not an A player, but he was also a third round pick out of Boston College, so it could take him a little longer to to get acclimated to the NFL. But those two together, his impact, and then goodness, like every time, every game now, he's coming away with either a sack or a forced fumble. Yesterday, that interception, just. It was it was great. It was hilarious. Anytime a defensive lineman gets a pick, just hilarity ensues for the for the opposing team. And then you could just hear the reins of fire naggy chants fr- emulating from the stands right after that play. It was great. I love. Wait, so could you? Much. Add, were they actually chanting that? Oh yeah, multiple times throughout <laughs> the game. You could hear it in the press box as people were leaving the stadium. Fire naggy. Oh no! You heard that story about like people chanting fire. You're not gonna like this. People chanting fire Nagy at Nagy's son's baseball high school, either middle school or high school baseball. Oh no. Yeah. I knew see, I knew you weren't gonna be into that. <laughs> no, I don't I, I draw the line with the kids, yeah, leave them out of fair. it. Like that's literally fair. has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Fire Nagy. Maybe if you're also, a kid, maybe if you're a kid, you're like, okay, well, I don't think your dad is an NFL coach, but you know. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll get an offensive coordinator job. You know that for here, here's what I will say. Bears moved the ball yesterday more than I yeah. thought they would. They ran the, the ball effectively. Really, it was if Justin Fields had played in that game, who knows what the outcome would have been. Dalton really held them back with his clearly with his interceptions and, and give the Cardinals credit. But it's not like the Rams couldn't get the ball, you know, in the Cardinal territory. They drove a couple times and, and had a two touchdown drives. So you know, Nagy's probably not as bad as people think. He's been to the playoffs twice. He went to the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky. He took the Cardinals' right. playoff spot last year from them. So we joke about it like he's some terrible head coach. He has not been that bad. Well, Chicago's definitely had enough of of him. So I think his yeah. time in Chicago, it's yeah, it's very limited. But yes, we here in Arizona are lucky we're not in that position, aren't we? Nope. <laughs> We love we love our coach, and he's not leaving. Thankfully. Well, you know who else loves Cliff Kingsbury? That's our one and only <laughs> Nick Sanders. And tomorrow he is getting a Cliff Kingsbury K two tattoo live on our show. It is happening, yeah. guys. Tomorrow is the day. Be sure if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Make sure you get the alert so that you don't miss this one tomorrow at six p.m. Top Rocker Tattoo is going to come into our studio and and Frank is going <laughs> on his arm is going to get a K2 tattoo for Cliff Kingsbury because he is that impressed with the Cardinals head coach this season and wants to show his appreciation by getting a tattoo that is permanent and will never leave his body. That's just the way that Frank go, uh, handles things, I suppose. When he told us that he was going to do that, like two months ago. Do you remember that conversation? And we both kind of sat there and were like, sure, Frank. And then he kept bringing it up like he was going to do it. And then what game was it that he he guaranteed that if they won, Niners. he would get the, te- the 49ers game with Colt McCoy, with no A.J. Green, no DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. So, yeah, he's a man of his word. And and also, like well, you'll see tomorrow, he, he doesn't have a lot of tattoos. He's not tatted up. He doesn't look like what what's his name? Courtney Kardashian's new boyfriend, the drummer from Blink-182, who's got tattoos all over himself. That's not Frank Sanders. He only has yeah. a couple. So this has significance and weight to it, I think. Why can't I think of his name? Travis something. Travis Barker. Gotcha. Travis has a little bit 
too many tattoos, I think. I'm not That's the thing. That's the thing. Like know. hot girls apparently love skinny guys with tattoos. The more yeah. head the more head, I mean if you could do like neck, face and the top of your head, the better. That's just the trend. Wow. <laughs> wow. That good thing I I'm not on the market cuz that would be bad. That'd be a bad look. <laughs> That would be a bad You'd have no chance, here. Johnny. <laughs> I would be done. Five, six, and no tattoos. You're out. Goodbye. <laughs> Tell me I look like Pete Davidson. No, thanks. <laughs> I think you're better off, Johnny. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, cannot wait till tomorrow's show. It should be uh, fun. And I, who the heck knows how it's going to turn out, but uh, Frank's getting that tattoo. So again, be sure to join us for that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on social media at PHX underscore Cardinals, and we'll see you for the big day tomorrow.